This is episode six of Opening Doors to Hope and Belonging from DePaul Community Resources. I'm your host, Allison Wickline. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn and grow together. In this episode, we will be learning about life as a compassionate caregiver. Our guest is Anthony Hancock, who is a provider in our sponsored residential program at DePaul. Anthony, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Thank you for having me. Let's start at the beginning of your caregiving journey. Tell me about how you became a compassionate caregiver and why you decided to join the sponsored residential program. Well, me and my wife had been working together in a company in Southwest Virginia, uh, working with individuals with disabilities. Uh, She had a family member who uh, also worked with DePaul and had worked with DePaul for like 20 years. So, uh, you know, she, she kind of got us into it and um, we, we actually helped her out at first, just doing backup for her and helping out with her guys. That's how we got into it. So it was just kind of a natural step from what you were already interested in and already doing. Kind of just opened ourselves up to the opportunity. If we found somebody that would, you know, match or uh, we felt like we could help out. So tell me about the people that you have welcomed into your home. The first guy I want to talk about, I was actually getting ready not to work with the Paul anymore. I was, I was getting a job in security. Going to go ahead and do that. I already done the interview. Uh, already got the position. I was supposed to start. And uh, we got Elroy. And he was an emergency placement um, from Lynchburg. So he came all the way from across the state. Uh, the, um, the residential coordinators in Lynchburg actually uh, drove him here themselves. So, uh, and you know, when he showed up, he was, you know, his clothes were dirty. Uh, he had, I mean, took him about 20 minutes to headbutt somebody in the face and, and he spit everywhere, but you know, he just has this way of laughing and, and clapping whenever, you know, he gets excited about stuff. Like the first thing was we just made him some food. We just started blending him up some food. And I mean, he just got so excited and cheering in the kitchen and everything. He's got such a great sense of humor. And the first time we put him to bed, you know, we didn't know we had to tuck him in or anything like that. He got in the bed and he's kind of laid on his knees. We, uh, I guess, figured out we had to cover him because he wasn't going to do it. So, and then when we covered him, he just kind of poked his head out from under the blankets and was doing his cheering. You know, that's Elroy. So we've kept him for... Uh, that was 2015, so five years. It would be five years in October. And then the other guy we got, you know, that was another kind of crazy time because we actually had a family member. Uh, we was going kind of going through a process of a funeral and everything. And so he showed up and in the middle of all that. And uh, I don't know. He just kind of he just kind of clicked with us. What is the most challenging part of being a caregiver? And so I think that's more of, we're, we're really blessed. The guys we've got, we've really just kind of acclimated to, and they've acclimated to us. I've been with them a while. And uh, I mean, they're like, they're like family at this point. It's, it's just natural. I don't really think it would be the same without them. What would you say is the best part of being a compassionate caregiver? I think one of the best parts for me was, Last year at about this time, Elroy 
uh, had finally gotten to a point where he could basically live a full life. You know, when he came to us, he came out of a pretty bad situation. He just hadn't had the supports that he should have been getting for quite a while. So, you know, last year he actually started his day support. He had, you know, the home life. He had the assistive tech. He had everything going for him. That's probably the best part. It's kind of just taking somebody from not getting what they need to kind of making sure that they they have what they need. Especially with two individuals in your home, it is a challenge sometimes, and it is, I'm assuming, a lot of work sometimes to care for them and to give them everything they need. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is. Uh, but it's like a natural... It just kind of comes naturally, I guess. Is it rewarding to be providing a home for those two individuals to be making sure that they have everything they need? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, our guys, I can objectively say that their quality of life has improved many times over from, you know, from when they came to us. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we did have really good teams and really good professionals and just the stability and the consistency was a lot to just improve their day-to-day life. So what is a typical day like for the two of them in your home? Well, although it's pre-COVID and then there's now, so, um, (laughs) uh, but their day-to-day life is, you know, pretty much just like everybody else. We wake up, we eat breakfast. If, we were still doing the school and day support, you know, everybody would go to school and day support. And so when, you know, when everything was going the way it was, should be going, you know, everybody was busy all the time, pretty much. Uh, uh, Jonathan just absolutely loved school. It was supposed to be his last year this year. Uh, and he just loved that. But now they do a lot of camping and, uh, you know, Elroy, he goes to the horse stables a lot. You know, it's kind of quiet out there. It's just uh, it's just me and him most of the time. And he just kind of likes to walk around and, and we just take a walk around the stables or whatever. And we have a horse out there that I go and just kind of brush him. I know obviously Elroy was first in your home. Was there kind of a transition period when Jonathan came in? What was that like bringing another individual into the home? <laughs> Oh man, I'm thinking about their interactions together, and it's it's actually pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, you know, Elroy is very patient with Jonathan, much more patient than he would be with any of us. You know, and uh, you know, I think it's because on some level, I guess you know, they understand to just be compassionate towards each other. And Jonathan looks out for Elroy a lot of the times too. And I think it's actually a really good relationship. For anyone who is listening to this podcast, why would you encourage them to think about becoming a sponsored provider? We're blessed to have gotten the guys that we've gotten. And I think that, you know, like I said, if you're, if you have the ability to do it and you can um, open your home up and you can, you know, open, I guess, your family up and have somebody come in and take care of them and treat them like family and Uh, then I think you should do it. You know, you should give it a shot because there is probably somebody that could use it. We certainly appreciate you and your family and the caregiving you all 
provide at DePaul. And I just want to thank you personally for joining me on this episode. Opening Doors to Hope and Belonging is hosted by DePaul Community Resources, a nonprofit organization. Since 1977, DePaul has opened doors to hope and belonging for countless children, families, and individuals with disabilities across Central and Southwest Virginia. To learn more about DePaul and the topics discussed here, please visit depaulcr.org slash opening doors podcast.